Happy Boxing Day. It's oh Boxing Day. We're recording this on Boxing Day. And I had to look up the meaning of Boxing Day yeah, it's because not great. it's Oh, this synopsis says it's nice. It's a nice thing. What what was the synopsis <laughs> you read? The synopsis that I read, it says, what is Boxing Day and why is it celebrated? This was just on a Google, initial Google Google search. It says the synopsis is Boxing Day originating in Victorian England diverges from its boxing sport misconception. It symbolizes generosity as the affluent but once boxed surplus items for the less fortunate. Oh, that's code for we made our servants work on Christmas, and so today is the day we give them our extra presents. Oh, nice job, Google. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not laughing because of the meaning. I'm right. laughing because I'm like, oh, that's that oh, is kind of weird. It's cute, right? Yeah, so that's um, that, it's like the that's old meaning. Yeah, the way old meaning trying to like you know polish it up and be like, but really, right. everyone's being generous. Everyone's being no. It's like we made all all the lower class people work on Christmas. So today we box up all the presents that we got that we didn't want and all the food that's left over and give it to them. And they that get the feels, day off. Then why are we celebrating that? I don't know. Why do we celebrate a lot of things? Why do we celebrate a lot of things? Yeah. I mean, we just got rid of Columbus Day. Like, barely. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, now I feel bad because all I think, this is horrible, but this just gives you insight of the ignorance I have on certain things is like, oh, when I go to Lululemon on Boxing Day, everything's on sale. <laughs> I mean, everything now is like a way, you know, and that's fine. I know. Everything's a marketing. I don't know. We're all, are we all just being total assholes at all times? Yes. Yes. Well, and honestly, the thing is too, like when you work in like any sort of like retail individual commodity sale, yeah, like a pro, any, any type of product like that. Once you have a sale, you have to keep having it because you have to comp your year over year sales. So if you're like, we're going to have a boxing day sale and you sell tons of stuff because everything's on sale and then the next year you're like we're not going to do it then it looks like you didn't make like you effed up then it's like well last year on December 26th we made a million dollars and this year we only made 200,000 it's like oh well, that's because we had a boxing day sale and everyone's like I don't care about that all I care about is that you made 80% less today is numbers yeah numbers. that's why like once a brand starts going on sale they can't stop going on sale I learned I've been learning about this the hard way not really the hard way but it's, it's like the, I would say it's probably one of the number one, like talked about things in the world of retail, of like any type of online retail, in-person, in-store retail is finding, riding the line between going on sale because like people expect a sale and they want to buy stuff that's a discount and they're going to yeah. buy more stuff versus having to always be on sale because people are like, eh, I'll just go on sale, I'll buy it later. That, that's true. That's how Scott yeah. shops. He's always like, right, exactly. I'm not gonna... <laughs> and so it's this like, will eventually. Like, it's like example, the Nordstrom sale, the, buy, the every and Nordstrom annual sale. Like does a does a pretty good job because they have people trained of, of like it will go on sale, but only in this one certain time frame. And so if you really need it now, or if you need it like in the next two months, you're like, well, I'm just gonna buy it because I know it's not gonna go on sale till like whenever the Nordstrom sale is, like the spring. But like Madewell, think about them. I've I haven't bought something at full price in Madewell in years because I'm like. I, by next Tuesday, I'm going to have a 40% off sale on sale code in my, yes. in my you know what I mean? Like oh my gosh. I didn't even think sale. about that. That's got to be exhausting. Yeah. It has to be so exhausting a, to work. I mean, the yeah, only thing I can slope. think of is when you do have items like Outdoor Voices does it. And I think maybe Lululemon sometimes, but it's like that inventory where they where everything will sell out. So you do buy it because it will eventually so, sell right, out in your that's size. It's like if you know, but if you're just kind of like, so so Lululemon is a good example or maybe like Vuri is not a great example, 
or outdoor voices, those types of brands where versus like a Nordstrom that's a department store. So this is like a brand, right? Lulu, outdoor voice, like the, and they don't do a lot of third party retail. So like you can find Vioria REI, but, and like some boutiques, like you can yeah, shop around. Yeah, they do but, sell it at some places. Yeah. Right. But it's not like you can't like walk into, you know, every Nordstrom. department I mean, store, maybe you can do a right. in restaurant, but yeah. Or like the same with Lulu, like it's a little bit harder to find. Yeah. And they, they also have their own retail store. Like you can go to a Viore store. Right, right. But right. you can think about it actually, like of all the brands that you buy, not that many have their own. own like you can't go friend. to like their own, their their one store. So right. then those brands that don't have their own store are just like at the whim of their third party retail promos. So right. it's like you might anyway, it's a whole thing. The psyche of trying to I mean not make not create an off-price brand. But also be competitive because people expect things to be off price. It's yes, so that's a, I spend that's, so much time thinking about this. That is the psychology of people. That's a lot of psychology. You know, I think about brands coming and going too. Remember, like Gap was huge in the nineties. Oh like yeah. Gap was the place to shop. Huge in the nineties. I mean, their campaigns were just epic, and everything was like gap, gap, gap. I just remember being like, "That's all I really wanted to." I wanted to shop at the Gap, and then it kind of became J. Crew, especially when Jenna Lyons was at the helm. Oh yeah, in like the early two thousands. Yeah, Jenna's picks and like I mean the aughts, the aughts. Yeah, like the bubble necklace and the all Jenna Lyons. And when she left, it was you know now it's kind of gone downhill, which is so sad because like. It was always so exciting. look at why. It's because a huge part of that is because they started getting super promotional. Same with The Gap. It was seen as this premium brand, and then they just started doing sale after sale after sale after sale. And so a big part of that is that it stopped being, what's her looking for? Exclusive or like? Not exclusive. um, Aspirational. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it was like, well, they're so over inventoried that it's not like a cool, you know, it's like everybody has it now. And so do you think that is when um, Michelle Obama was wearing J. Crew and it just became so. I I think it was before then because I think Jenna Lyons really. Yeah. I think it probably became more of like an inventory issue because then they're like, okay, well, we're getting popular. We have to like more, 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 more. And then they couldn't sell it. So they had to go off price. And then it became. And like, so that is the thing with being a super popular brand is that then you get really popular so you like ramp up your orders and your supply and your production and then the fir- all it takes is one season of being really over inventory and you're like what the heck do we do with all this stuff and then you have to put it on sale and then you can't ever get away from that again oh man that's so <laughs> I never knew I mean I knew that but when you explain it like that it's like oh that's exhausting I know it's really exhausting and so then the alternative is like you can take that extra inventory and sell it through like an outlet like TJ Maxx or you know something yeah, so yeah. that then it doesn't look like you the brand are going on sale you can kind of like shuttle it into, into a closeout channel right. and then you can still kind of like maintain some of that but then people so like in the outdoor industry it's like steep and cheap or that type of thing and so all of that stuff everything that TJ Maxx sells is just excess inventory that's been you know shuttled and that's why a lot of things at TJ Maxx are like you know they just seem so random and like one-off and it's because so they're like yeah, and it's because they're like, well, we have a bunch of extra blankets. And they're like, okay, give them a TJ Maxx. And so 
<laughs> and so that's like, but then even they can only take so much. Sure. And so eventually, if you're sitting on all this inventory and it's getting older and older, you have to just like put it on sale or you have to have like a year like end a sale penny or whatever. Or, yeah. Right. And at that point, you're like, well, it's costing us more to hang on to it than it would to just sell it at a very minimal margin. But then people are like, wait a minute, you guys sell this stuff for like 60% off. Why would I ever buy it on full price? You have to get lucky with like the TJ Maxx finds. But yeah, I, right. but what I noticed uh, about J. Crew is their outlets have different quality. So are they using like scraps of different material? Because whenever we Maybe. go there, it's like the quality of the material is noticeably different. And Maybe. it'll be like because, J. Yeah. Crew three dot, like the three dot line or whatever. And I never buy stuff there. I'm not, I'm not like shading it at all. I just don't buy no, stuff there because I'm like, the, it feels like it's a different quality that I don't know if it's going to stay. I don't know if it's worth paying. Yeah. So what they might be doing, I do have no idea. This is my yeah, yeah, absolute. Yeah. I mean, we're going to get sued guessing. by J. Crew. First of all, the thing I just said about <laughs> J. Crew and Gap being like going on outlet and be like, that's part of it. There's other parts of it too, where like, you know, you, it's like, what do they say on Project, not Project Runway? It's one day you're in, the next day you're out. Like sometimes like trends just shift. But if you can't stay on top of that, then you get into this discount situation. And now like think about Gap, think about J. Crew, they're always on sale. But what they very well could be doing, and I don't know that they are, but the J. Crew outlet, considering that they also own, you know, a couple of their brands that are lower perceived to be lower quality yeah and they all have the same supply chain they easily could be saying okay well we have this dead stop dead stock fabric mm-hmm. from i forget what are the other brands that j crew owns yeah it's like they're connected i think they're connected to Madewell. are they not Crew, anyway. crew cuts made well. Yeah. So they could be like, well, we bought all this stuff for these like made well dresses and it didn't, they, you know, we ended up not, they ended up like not ordering them as much as we thought. And so we have all this fabric that we never even turned into dresses. Let's make it into pants and put it at the J. Crew outlet because we could sell it for more than if we made it into the dress and sold it on sale at Madewell. Man, just mind blowing. I, it- it, I hope they do a documentary about this one day. I would absolutely watch all this. This is just like my day job. And it's, I know, and but it's, like it's, so it's super, not, Susie like, said, retail know, palace like, intrigue. And I know yes, it's like, this totally. is your daily life, but it's kind of like, it really, it, it's because we become sometimes, I'm speaking for myself, just like mindless consumption where you're like, where is this coming from? What is the process behind it? How is the cheese made? Like, this it's important to know you know like that's true there was some like you'll never type look of, at a sale the same way again right like and also are we contributing to problems here like i don't know there's just a little bit of like that whole fast fashion st- industry that i would still like to know more about of like okay so if i really need something quickly and uh, and i know i'm not going to wear it again like sure maybe like go buy something at walmart or whatever or um old navy but like i try to really stay away from that stuff because i just hear and again would love to do more in-depth reading about it because i'd like hear stuff where it's like fast fashion is like horrible right the landfills and like like, everything ends up in a landfill every i mean everything is that true yeah i mean yeah but also Ugh, we're just burning down the house. I know. I think that fast fashion also has more to do with how you use it. Like, yes, the supply chain and then the conditions of the people who are working in it and the amount of waste they use when when they're making it, all of that stuff is very significant as well. But the bigger part of it is around how you use it once you get it. And so if you really are buying something just to wear it once, like just wear something else. Or if you really are buying something or, and the the other problem becomes that it's low quality. And so then you buy it once and then it snags and now it's got a hole in it. And you're like, well, I'm not going to wear this again. It has a hole in it, but now it has a hole in it. So I also can't donate it. So I guess I just have to throw it away. Like that becomes this loop. There's not a good solution for that really right now like some companies will recycle your clothes but even that is like okay well what are you recycling it into we don't really know a lot of the time so like have you ever bought it just feels like there's no end use for that like i don't go to the store it's not like 
paper products where you can go to the store and there's 30% of your choices are made from recycled paper. I don't think I've ever been to a store and it's like, here's our recycled clothing section, you know, like, or even like most companies, if they have something that is made from recycled whatever, it's like a one-off. They're like, we made this shirt from recycled shirts. And like, they it's not scalable because it's really expensive. Mm-hmm. So if you want to buy something that's made from recycled materials in a textile, we should have Donna on to talk about this. I'm sure she has so many opinions about this. Is she in the chat? Donna, are Donna? you here? I don't think Donna? Donna's here. Donna? <laughs> Every she time I do that, I feel like I I'm like on a, and doing like a Ouija board. If you're here, give us a sign. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last thing I would expect for you to relate to. <laughs> I just remember, I saw a tweet about that during COVID, Donna, and now I think about it here, every time. what message do you have for us? Yeah. <laughs> Can you hear us? Give us a symbol. <laughs> give us a signal. Um. Anyway, this could be a whole other episode. And I'm like in conjecture land now a little bit too, because it's just like there's so many people, there's so many brands that are trying to do it. And it comes, it turns out it's just really expensive. And so if you're getting your raw materials from probably China or somewhere in the like kind of like South Pacific kind of like textile, like if you're getting your stuff, your raw materials from Asia, you're not going to be able to get a recycled material for anywhere near that cost. You're going to be paying 10 times as much because of the process that's had to go in to take whatever the original material was and break it down and make it usable again. And so now your consumer who's used to paying $10 for a t-shirt, you're saying, okay, cool, but if you want this recycled t-shirt, it's $80. Right. And your margin on that is tiny mm-hmm. and your supply chain is unpredictable. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. No so, one's going to buy it and you can't reliably yeah. produce it. So question one, like yes. let's, not an ad, not an ad, but like Rothy's, it's like, oh, we, our shoes are made out of recycled water bottles. I have no idea. Like I haven't ever specifically Rothy's, I don't know. But I think they could they wouldn't be able to say that if it wasn't true. Yeah. Yeah. So there yeah, is part right. of it too where it's like, you know, there a lot of people say like, oh, it's just greenwashing, blah, blah, blah. But also, like, it is very easy to sue a company, like a class action lawsuit against a company if what they're doing is completely untrue. Right. So there's like a gray area of, oh, you know, saying that something is green or environmentally friendly, like that doesn't mean anything. There's no qualifier for that. Yeah. So you can put it on just about anything. Sort of like, you know, how we used to talk about like dietitians versus like nutritionists. Like anyone can just be like, I'm a nutritionist. And you're like, anyone can hang a shingle. Yeah. Well, this is giving me, this is giving me major Theranos vibes because the whole reason, one of the big reasons Mm. why she was outed as a fraud was because when Apple started the Apple producers, the people who did the Apple commercials or whatever were interviewing her for their huge campaign. They had to do their due diligence to make sure that what their claims were were true. She couldn't, they couldn't prove it or like she couldn't. Right, because they're a big, they're a huge company that's like. people will sue them. Exactly. they know they have deep pockets. So they're like, we can't go ahead and like put our stamp of approval on this campaign until you can prove that what you're saying is actually true. And they couldn't prove it and things started Mm -hmm. crumbling. Anyway, that's fascinating. My second one is like. Okay, this may sound like an ignorant question, but at this point, I just don't care. Whatever. I'm just going to be like, why are people, why is it always like made in the USA so important for people to advertise versus like. People are, people really want to buy things that are purchased in the USA because it helps. They feel like it is more reflective of, and there's a lot of different reasons. The reason I hear the most has to do with like an economic sort of closed loop. 
So it's like, oh, if this is manufactured in the USA, then that means that when I'm buying it, that is staying like within the US economy. I'm supporting the economy. I'm supporting yeah. the US yeah, yeah, economy. Yeah. Okay. Another okay. reason yeah. is that the closer to, to like it, it makes the supply chain smaller and your carbon footprint smaller. And so, you know, if you're buying something that was made in China, I'm just, I mean, obviously I'm using China as an example because a lot of things are made in China, but if or Vietnam, whatever, like if you're buying things that are made overseas, then getting it to you has- I see. Great. But- yeah. Just because something is quote unquote made in the USA, a lot of times that means it's like assembled in the USA and those raw materials are still from elsewhere in the world because there's... There, yeah, the semantics. And also, like, there's just not a lot of, especially when it comes to textiles. And you know who also know a lot about this? Probably is David. Um, mm. When it comes to textiles. Man, I wish we could just call these people right now. Like, hey, can you answer? call David, frankly. Can we call a friend? What is that? What was can that we, show? Can we phone like, a friend who wants to be a millionaire? Who wants to be a millionaire? And so, oh, thank you. Hi, Evie John. Hi, Evie. Look at you. Can I show Joy your outfit? She's going to love it. Evie is. <gasps> oh, she's running away. She's wearing her. <laughs> It looks beautiful on you. I love it. She got a dance lantern for Christmas so from her cute. cousin. Okay, well, this has been a fun deep dive into the world of retail psychology. We should have some people to hunt to talk yeah, about because it is really interesting. Okay, well, I don't know. We went off on that just from starting by How saying do we even get boxing because we, we were talking boxing about Boxing Day. day. Oh wow! And wow. then all of a sudden, I was like, "Wow, I thought it was a nice thing, and then it's not." And so. Let's just move on. Welcome to the most useless week, work week of the year. The week between <laughs> Christmas and New Year's, if it's you're in the, the U.S. most useless week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Christmas was great. We had a great Christmas. We um, woke up, opened our stockings, went skiing, came home, did our presents, went to my dad's house. We did my mom's house the night before on Christmas Eve. We made cookies for Santa, decorated our Christmas cookies. It was really fun. I went, so three years ago when Evie would have been not even quite two, I started forcing my family to go skiing at Eldora, which is, I talk about all the time. It's like an hour from our house. This little kind of local-ish ski hill. We go, I make them go there and go skiing before we do our presents. And so it's nice because we only ski for like an hour or two. Like I'm not trying to force my family into a full day. You're not day doing an here. all day adventure. Yeah. You're no. just like, let's just do something and get right. out of the house. So, you know, we're honestly we're in the, the rest car. of the day, you open presents right away. The rest of the day is just open. Yeah, totally. And yeah. so I was like, okay, how can I draw this out? Because like last night we were at my dad's house, my older brother who has two kids was like, oh, we were done by 630. Like the kids woke up at 530. I like me, you know, I dragged it out for 20 minutes and then, you know, you're all like, Unless you are the McAllisters, you're only opening presents for like 20, 30 minutes at the most. And that's if you can really make people go one at a time. Like, I don't know how many presents are under most these people's trees, but unless you're Scott Parrish's house, because it literally takes us two and a half hours at his parents' house. Because they go one at a time. Yes, we go one at a time and they individually wrap everything. Everything. So you could be, you could be unwrapping a pen. Yeah, yeah. You're there. And I kind of love it because it is like, it's like this long dress. It's the event. We turn on the music. We have a good time. We're eating the whole time. We're stopping to get more beverages. Hold on. I got to go to the bathroom. Come back. Like everyone, it really is nice. But anywhere else that I've been in my family, it's like two seconds and it's over. Yeah. Like we managed to get it to last probably 30, 40 minutes by the time we got home. But it's nice because we get up. We do stocking, so there's like that sort of instant gratification because you come downstairs and the presents are there. The other thing that we do in my family that we kind of started doing just on accident when we got our dog, but now I really enjoy it, is that we don't put out any presents at all until Christmas morning. Oh, nice. So there's where do you no, hide, so it, where do you hide it? <laughs> yeah, you know, in the guest room. I don't know, like in the guest room closet. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, and, and my kids are really good about it. I'm like, don't go in there. And, and Miles was like, well, what if I forget? And I was like, don't forget. You never, they know, they don't go in there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not like what part of the What if I forget? Room. That's such a great kid thing yeah. to say. But like, what if I forget? forget? And so that's also nice because then it feels like, even though it's not a lot of presents, it feels like a lot because there were none the night before versus like, oh, that we know we've been adding them as we go. And then right. just like Santa brings a couple. Right, right. So yeah, we do them all. Them all the, and really it's to keep River from like destroying them throughout the week, the weeks leading up. But yeah, it's just like become a nice thing. Anyway. So you get to do the stocking so you get that like instant gratification. And then you just I load up, make everyone get in the car and we drive up and go skiing. And it was so cold. It was like wind chill of minus four. It's always windy at Eldora. It's just that's just the rule. And it wasn't as windy as it could have been. So that was a win. Evie did two runs, which is a win for her. She's on like the little leash mm-hmm. and we're trying to get her, you know, lean forward and yeah. get her airplane arms. And that was moderately successful, maybe minimally successful. And then we got some hot chocolate. And our friend Amanda and her kids were there. So we like hung out with them for 20 minutes, got some hot chocolate and came home. Was it busy? And it was great. Is it usually busy? Or no, that's yeah. the other thing. That's, that's great. The re- this is the real reason we started doing this. Sure. The fir- the- Brandon and I did this before we had kids because no one skis Christmas morning. morning. They go As on. the day goes yeah, yeah, yeah. on, it gets busier and busier. But it's because like people who are there on vacation or whatever, they're doing their Christmas stuff. So I remember it was probably 2004. 14. Brandon and I were at Breckenridge. They had just gotten a bunch of snow. It's eight in the morning, so it's not even or nine. It's not even like super early. And we were the only ones out there. And I was like, oh, we're on to something here. So like we got there yesterday at Eldora. When we go up for ski school, we get there like at seven because it's so crazy. We parked yesterday at nine and we were in the first row. That oh, never happens. That never happens. Yeah. That's nice. it was so great. So anyway, that was our Christmas. And then we went to my dad's and my oldest brother, who lives in Brooklyn, surprised everyone by coming into town. And it made me crazy because he always does this. And he's like, hey, we're coming into town. We're going to be over at my sister-in-law's sister's house, who lives a mile from me. My dad was like, we're going to Abby's for dinner for Christmas Eve. Can you come? I'm like, no, I have other plans. You can't surprise people on Christmas Eve and be like, hey, Hope you bought my kids presents and like absolutely not. I know. So then we were at my dad's last night and they like show up with this big bag of presents. I'm like, I didn't get you guys anything. I didn't know you you were gonna be here. You just set us up to fail. I don't love. I don't love this at all. I don't love this at all. (laughs) So I didn't. I mean, like, I was like, I don't get you guys. That's on you. Yeah. Right, and they were your like, "Your gift yeah, is my presence." <laughs> right, your gift is the fact that I am not slapping you in the face for doing this to me. No, they it, they were really nice about it, and they're very low key people. But they, I'm just like, you guys, it's just it's not like I want to see you, but I already have plans. So now it's totally, not like fun for me totally. that you've done now this surprise you just, because now you just created some stress. There should be just right, like, now I'm like this scrambling to try to be like, able to see you while you're here. Thankfully, here we're going. He's one like that. He's the brother who we're going to Costa Rica with, so that's fine because we're gonna see him all next week. But part of but like he does this all the time where he'll just text and be like, "Hey, we're gonna be in town next weekend. You guys around?" Like, no, we're not around. But I haven't seen you in a year, so I wish you would have told me because like whatever it is that we're you know we're going no. camping or something like something that could easily that have been scheduled on a different weekend. No, I know. I need at least three months in advance. At least, <laughs> okay, maybe thirty days, but. Yeah, that's not okay. More holidays, like, holidays, you really need to plan. Sometimes we start planning yeah. our holidays six months in advance. I'll be like, okay, are oh, we going totally. to Oklahoma this year? Are we going to go to Westcliff this year? Are we going to go see my brother this year? Like, we always if we're are traveling, yeah. we literally will plan. Like, if we're going to go see Brandon's family, we'll literally start planning that in like April or May because mm. 
I also yeah. want to make sure that his family, it's like, okay, well, you know, he has sisters who like they're they rarely travel yeah, over the holidays a lot of but people it's involved. prerogative there's a right. lot of organizing yeah mira says those kinds of visits are only for frequent stopper buyers correct so like it's not a big deal if i miss you but if you're only coming into town once a year and you only give me three day notice that you're only gonna that you're gonna be here for a long weekend like and anyway it's like my biggest pet peeve about my older brother. Everything else about their family I love. This one thing makes me insane. Yeah. And they're like, we never, or, and they're, they know they do this so they don't ever guilt trip people but everyone's telling them, they're like, yeah, it's been a long time since we've seen you. I'm like, yeah, because you came in over Memorial Day weekend on a two-day notice and we were already going to go do something else. I don't know what to tell you. Well, and the other thing is they own a second house in Boulder. This is my very fancy brother. Yeah. They own a second house and so they, 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 can, they can do that. They can just drop in because there's an empty house waiting for them in Boulder. <sighs> anyway, but it was fun because we were all at my dad's house and, you know, my dad's in his late 70s and around this time of year, I always started to have those thoughts of like, yeah, how many more Christmases do I have with my dad and how many more Christmases like do we all have as the cousins keep growing up? Like my oldest nieces and nephews are 11. So, you know, there's only probably six or seven more years before they might be traveling with their friends because they're in yeah. college or whatever. Yeah. And that's not that many. If you think about the fact that they're already 11, like six or seven more Christmases is not that many. No. Yeah. Yeah. What about you guys? Well, I have to stop and say that I didn't see the the photo, the family photo. John Hay had a sweater on, but not a sweater vest. Not a sweater vest, it, but it was a sweater. <laughs> it was really cold. It was really cold. Yeah. I'm going to give him that. <laughs> I know. It's very chilly. Did you get, like, what were the top gifts that everyone was excited about? Let's see. Miles... Unfortunately, the gift he was most excited about was a bunch of fake poop. That's not unfortunate. That's such a like age appropriate yeah, thing. Yeah, I like, know. He's just, an eight year old boy. He, he wanted he's, fake poop. He's into like the pranksters. He's into pranks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the equivalent of that age when we loved a good whoopee cushion, like hours totally. of entertainment. Last year, he did get whoopee cushions. Yeah. Hours of entertainment. Yeah. I thought that so was the best thing poop. ever. <laughs> And then proceeded to try to set it up like on the toilet seat to make, but then it dropped into the toilet. So then we just hear from the bathroom, dad, I need some gloves. And I was like, why do you need gloves? Why do you need gloves in the toilet? I just, I need so much more information before I just give you some gloves. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Evie. And then also he got this like this piggy bank that's like an ATM and it tells you how much money you have. So that was cute. Oh, that is cute. Yeah. And then they, yeah. And they also got these remote control Mario Kart race cars and My- Miles got Mario and Evie got Princess Peach so they can race each other. Oh, that's really cute. That's so a that great. really cute. Yeah. And Evie got a lot of dress up stuff. She got this set of like dress up shoes from Santa and she opened it and she just like, you would have thought it was a puppy the way she reacted. Oh my gosh. She was like, <gasps> like this it- just huge like, <gasps> Is that like her she, thing? Is like big dress she loves up stuff. To dress. Yeah, you know her. Well, because she's she always got outfit. a skirt on. Yeah, she loves she's, an accessory. She goes girl, to taekwondo yeah. with a skirt. <laughs> I mean, I know I've said this on the podcast before, but literally her first word was shoes. <gasps> and we just have never come back from that. It was her first word. Was shoes. You've only it's only gone up from there. Yeah, it's really only gone up from there. And she ever, sometimes people will say who like I work with who know me, but you know and see things of Evie on social media will be like, I almost don't want to meet her because. I'm worried that she's not like really like this. I'm like, no, she is re- like, there is, this is just who she is. We were at the park the other night. It was dark. We had gotten to get ice cream and it gets dark at five o'clock. Right. And I was like, we're just going to go to the park. We got ice cream. We went to the park. We went to this park in Longmont where all the trees were completely lit up and there was a playground and they're playing and Evie starts yelling, I have to pee. I have to pee. And I was like, okay, well, let's go back to the ice cream place. Like, let's go. And she's like, no, I don't want to. And I was like, Evie, you're going to pee your pants. And she goes, well, they're my pants. It's like, where did this child come from? How do you argue with that? It's How do you argue with that? Yeah. I was like, you're not She's wrong. making. And she's basically saying, 
I own my choices, yeah, which my, I can't argue with that. My pants, my choice. Yes. Like, oh, okay, well, she ended up peeing behind a tree. It was fine. Yeah. But I was just like, what child is like, I know I'm going to pee my pants and that's my prerogative. And that is my prerogative and I am okay with it. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, yeah. yeah. So rest, then the rest your case. Night, She's going to be a great lawyer. <laughs> oh my gosh. She isn't. She isn't really, yeah. So then the rest of yesterday, she was walking around. You know how dress up shoes are like so, just this, they're just like so slippery and they never stay on all the way and they just have to like scooch. So she just wore, but she would not take them off. So we were at my dad's house. It's like, there's, you know, what would it have been? One, two, three, four, five, six other cousins. They're all running around, like playing with these foam swords that my brother brought over. And she's just running in her little dress up high heels. It and it's like cluck, 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 cluck. Yeah. <laughs> like a drag queen. She's the best. I love it. Yeah. I love I it so much. Oh, and I got, oh my gosh, you guys are going to love this. I got a water bottle cage for my bike, but it looks like an otter laying on its back. And then you put the water bottle in its little hands. In his little hands. That's yeah. that's adorable. You're going to have to post I'm some s- pictures of that. I will. I'm so excited about it. It was like, yeah, because my, my mountain bike doesn't have a water bottle cage. What about you? Well, let's take a quick break for our sponsor this week. And then we'll get to my Christmas. And we'll make everyone wait in suspense. This dun, week's dun, episode... Dun. This week's episode is sponsored by our favorite CBD products, Ned. If you have not jumped on the Ned train, why not do it in 2024, making spirits bright. They have products from their Mellow Magnesium, the Shut Eye Chai. They have CBD product blends like their Immunity Hero, the Sleep Blend. We kind of use all of them. You can take a quiz online on their website to kind of find out which products would be best for you. Uh, I'm really loving right now their Mellow, which is a beverage that kind of chills me out in the evening and because I'm not really drinking these days. It's a nice little, you can make little mocktails. You can also do a North Star membership, kind of signs you up for some discounts. And also you can just kind of get on some extras every time they send you your product, you get little extras. The last time I ordered something. Yeah, the last time I ordered something, I got this wonderful sea salt. It was like a salt blend. It was lovely. It was so cute. Just like a little culinary sea salt. Yeah, it was great. I'm like, this is amazing. Just like a little, I feel like everything about Ned is just so elevated. And that's just what I love about all their products. And if you do the North Star membership, you always just get these little perks that are like, oh, this is just going to elevate whatever it is that I'm using it on. Just like how the Ned product elevates whatever it is that you're doing. You know, one time when this was a product they sent us when they first were starting out with the Shut Eye Chai, they sent a little frother with it. And I use that all the time. I mean, I know you can buy a milk, milk frother, but the fact that they com- they added that to their little product was so amazing. And I'm like, every time I use it, I think of Ned. You can jump on the Ned train in 2024 by going to helloned.com forward slash joy or enter code joy at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash joy to get 15% off your first order. Thank you so much for supporting, continuing to support our podcast by supporting our great sponsors. And thank you, Ned. Yay, Ned. Did you get any Ned for Christmas? What was your favorite Christmas present? Well, I think my favorite Christmas present was a very, (laughs) this was such a Scott thing, right? Like, he's like, I'm not really going to get you anything. Like, we're not going to do anything big. This was like the epitome of Scott Parish. okay? We're opening our presents and he gets me these cute, like, I'm going to show the listeners here. It gives me these people who are in the chat, these cute little Ugg boots. Because every year 
I wore the crap out. They're like my indoor shoes, but he got me a new, a new pair of Ugg boots and I was like, yay, this is so great. I get my like annual Ugg boots. I put them on right away. We open up our gifts. He got me some outdoor voices stuff. And we're like, you know, passing around our little gifts that we got each other from our parents and whatever. We're cleaning up everything and he runs. He's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get you one more. I forgot. I got you one more thing. And he just like runs into some room, comes back with this Nordstrom jewelry box. And it's like, you can't really see him here, but he got me the most gorgeous pair of gold hoops. And I didn't even like them. <laughs> I had to pretend that was I didn't so even like sad. them. Because I love, I love my Bonnie Levy earrings. It's this designer that they only sell at Nordstrom. But um, they have like these little multicolored gems on them. So it's kind of like a rainbow around the hoop. They are amazing. And I'm like, oh, leave it to Scott to be like, oh, yeah, I forgot. There's this one present that's like the most amazing gift ever. So I'm really excited about my earrings. Um, and he really liked the jacket that I got him. He was very excited about it. I got him some Kiehl's face stuff. I got him some bath salt because he loves a bath oh and, that's interesting oh yeah we both yeah we both, both love, love a bath we both love a bath he is he and i last year we joked it was so funny because i think i forgot that i told like five people because they were like what does scott want for christmas i'm like just get him dr teal's get him any dr teal's bath salt get any dr teal's bath like bubble baths like whatever just dr teal's and they sell they always have crazy sales on dr teal's stuff at target every year for like black friday we had our entire like whole row next to our bathtub was just filled with dr teal's stuff so i was like whoops sorry i think i told too many people to buy you some bath products it like lasted us for like six months but yeah it was really it was such a fun day we woke up and it was pretty cold but we took the dogs for a walk around sloan's lake which is a really pretty popular like walking trail walking park it's always got a ton of people around it so we don't go there that often right in the middle of a ton of houses like it's yeah like, it's in fact like several neighborhoods have been built up specifically around around it. sloan's lake yeah which is so funny and it's what like a little over a mile the loop it's about a ha- mile and a half yeah, yeah. it takes us about a good mile and, it's about a mile and three quarters but we usually don't go there because it's so crowded and there's so many dogs that it's just like distracting with joe and like jt gets overwhelmed and so we got up and we went to Starbucks because Starbucks is open on Christmas. <laughs> and then we went to Sloan's Lake and walked around the lake. I was a little worried that JT wasn't going to make it the whole way, but he was a trooper. And so we had a really nice, like peaceful walk. No one was out. And I think one of the things I love about Christmas is anyone you see that day is like really like nice to you. Not that people are always mean, but people take the time to say, hi, Merry Christmas. And so that was really fun. We were just like kind of greeting random strangers and saying Merry Christmas, have a great day. And then we went back, had some food. That's when we opened our presents. And then we went to the Nuggets game, which was super fun. Oh, one thing I want to like stop doing next year or really anytime I do a gift for Scott or vice versa is we got into this horrible habit. And I know a lot of people can relate is not wrapping gifts of just like leaving it in the Amazon box. (laughs) And just being like, here you go. (laughs) 
I kind of want to stop that. I wrapped. I actually, to be fair to myself, I wrapped most of his gifts, but there That's were a really lot funny. of Am- there were a lot of Amazon boxes under the under the tree. We definitely had a moment, Brandon, because what Christmas was on a Monday, so Sunday it would have been Christmas Eve. So on Saturday, Brandon was like, "I didn't really get you anything for your stocking," and I was like, "He's like, did you get me something for my stocking?" I'm like, "Yep, I did everyone else's stockings." So he was like, "Okay," and then when we went to go get ice cream and go to the park Brandon didn't come and I got home and he wasn't there and I was like where are you and he's like I'm at Walmart just thought I'd pick up a couple things and so for in my stocking I got like some Burt's Bees face face wipes and (laughs) they're I mean you know some nice totally totally but it was just funny I was like um there's you know there's like this Instagram all the Instagram reels this season were like don't hey husbands it's your job like you have to do the stock you know you have to do the mom stocking and uh almost was a mess in my household yeah (laughs) I just filled our stockings with face masks. like Nice. Know, yeah, yeah. Just like the sheet masks. Yeah. When you were growing up, did you guys do like big gifts in your stockings or just like little whatevers? Mm, I honestly can't remember, but I do know that my mom wrapped them. Like she would always oh, wrap yes. them. Uh-huh. In the stocking. Yeah. So it was always kind of like an, a fun extra bonus. Yeah. I came from a like random whatever's unwrapped in the stocking. Brandon came from a random whatever's wrapped in the stocking. And then at one point, my dad was married to someone who did like major gifts in mm. stockings. Mm-hmm. So like if it was small, even if it was like an Apple watch, it was going in your stocking. Oh, okay. I kind of love a surprise gift in a stocking. Yeah. A surprise like home like run my- gift where mm-hmm. you're just like... Yeah. Right. Like your earrings could have gone in your stocking. I know. I'm like, like Scott, yeah. if you were planning this out right now, I'm just kidding. He, he was, it was just so <laughs> funny because he was like, oh yeah, I um, forgot. I got him one more gift. And I'm like, this is actually probably yeah, the biggest yeah. gift ever. And he's been thinking about Yeah. He's been planning that this whole time. <laughs> Kelly says, Joy, do you play the Starbucks for life game? What I, is that? I don't. And I don't even know what it is, Kelly, which is probably bad because here's the thing. I've said this before. I stopped going to Starbucks regularly when I got the Nespresso Nespresso, not espresso, N-E-S, Nespresso, (laughs) because I just love Nespresso coffees. I think they taste delicious and it saves me time and money than going to Starbucks. You can win Starbucks for life. Life equals 30 years. Uh, Great. I will not play and leave someone's chances to be a little bit higher. But I mean, look, Starbucks is great. I kind of like, I love the, um, I don't know, what's, there's something kind of like culturally fun about it. Because I think of like, the first time I saw Starbucks coffee was in Clueless, the movie, when they were like walking around with those cups. That's kind of like when I first started noticing like that was a thing. And I think there's always just something like really fun and fancy about going to Starbucks. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's everywhere. Do you do Starbucks? You don't do Starbucks. No, I don't do Starbucks at all. Sometimes we there's a Starbucks very near my house, and sometimes we'll do it just for the cake pops. Cake pops are so good, which are like so expensive. They're so they're so expensive. Cake pops it was so, so funny high. a couple of years ago when we were in Maryland for my parents' fiftieth wedding anniversary. We were picking up our my nieces from school, and we're like, "What do you want for a treat after school?" And they're like, "I want a pink drink and a cake pop." And so we went to get pink drinks and cake pops. And yeah, no, it was I probably like them. thirty dollars. Yes, and, yeah. we, and we're like, "How do you?" Ex- how do you afford this and my brother was jay was like yeah we don't do that every day and then when i got back they're like are you gonna do it again tomorrow and i was like sure and they're like can you get me birthday cake this time and i was like sure (laughs) i mean that is the perfect aunt thing to do is just take it really is and i was so happy to do it because i was like anything for you totally and we i do go to starbucks when i travel Mm -hmm. or i'm more likely to go to a starbucks when i travel just because you know what you're getting yeah 
That's true. And especially and I mean, if it's like, we just need like to stop, like if we're on a road trip, I, I will take a Starbucks. Starbucks almost feels like a Michelin star restaurant when you're on the road. Yeah. Because it's true. like, oh, it's clean yeah. in here. Well, you know, the bathrooms right. are going to be clean. You're not like stopping at some like, you know, loaf and jug and just like hoping for the best. You can actually get food that, you know, is like kind of actual food products. Anyway, like we went to, there was a Starbucks Somewhere in Nebraska, when we were driving to Jackson this summer, it really felt like we were walking into like a nightclub, practically. Like it was so nice compared to everywhere else we'd been stopping. I don't know if a nightclub would be nice. We we felt like we were walking into like an elegant restaurant. Yeah, an elegant restaurant. Yeah, it's really funny. Like when I was in Arizona recently, I would walk to the Starbucks from their house because it's just like right around the corner. And I walked in and I think I did a mobile order and there was like... 50 mobile orders just waiting. And I I still, I think it still baffles me that Starbucks is always like busy in the drive-thru. Chick-fil-A is always busy in the drive-thru. I don't understand. I mean, Chick-fil-A? Throw, I do not understand. I mean, well, okay. If our friend like Leah was here, about, Leah loves a Chick Fil A, but that's when she says she donates every time she eats. She's right. like, right? We've talked I love about Chick Fil A. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> I, yeah. It's morally ambiguous, and also like, why? There's we've talked about this specific. We have this. We have had this exact conversation. Like, right, There's right, no right. fast food good enough for me to sit in line for twenty minutes. Right. There's just not. I'm just exactly go home. like the In and Out when that came to Colorado. Yeah. There was like a four hour wait. To get in and out, I was like, no, it's still fast food, guys. There's it's still fast food. There is no product. I mean, there's really even if Taylor Swift was at the end of that line, I don't even know if I'd wait four hours for that. I really don't. I can honestly say that. <laughs> I agree. I say you would not wait four hours for that. I don't have any. I'm like, you I are going to fly like ten hours. I to will absolutely because we're going on a trip, and that's like yeah. there's an experience that come that is combined with that that is more right. meaningful. You're not to waiting me. in a line for ten hours. Absolutely to see Taylor not. Swift. Absolutely yeah. not. No, that's I have so a weird funny. thing about that where you I'm like, do. no person, no thing is worth my time. Okay, <laughs> what else? So we went to the Nuggets game, which was so fun. I do want to say that, I mean, it felt so fun to go be around like a bunch of people that were like cheering on a, I've never been to an NBA or NFL game. I, mean, I know the Broncos played on Christmas Eve, um, but it was outside and it was like freezing. Scott's like, do you want to go to the Broncos game tonight? I was like, absolutely not. It's so cold. But it was so fun to go to an NBA game on Christmas Day. Everyone's like dressed up. Everyone's like all excited. The vibe was really cool. You know what I aspire to be? Actually, I don't. I, I think I just more admire this is the people who are like so diehard. Remember, we were joking about the people who have like paint on their face. But here's a leveled up version of that. There is a lady at the Nuggets game. Her name is Vicky, who has her own. I mean, she's probably been a season ticket holder for 30 years. Not even joking. Same, you know, that same spot. That is, I think they actually like put a tag on that seat as like Vicky's seat because she is at every game and she holds up homemade signs and she stands right behind the Nuggets warm up basket that says like, go whatever player like and then she flips the card and is like we love whatever i'm like it's so right the personalized <laughs> messages every single personalized time. message for every single player every single season the names are always changing that to me is like wow how do you get to be i'm always just so intrigued by the people who are like fans like diehard fans of things and how you get to that level of fandom to where like that is her whole she is in that seat for every home 
game, every home game. You know that like level of dedication that is? There's that, there's those women, they were twins and one of them passed away and now it's just the one woman who are like that first, the CU, all CU sports. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They were identical twins and one yeah. of them passed away and so not, yeah. And they were, they were like icons in Boulder. Like you, like see him walking down the street and you stop him and say hi. Or the barrel guy for the Broncos, the guy that was always like just wearing, I think he passed away, God rest his soul, but like he would just wear a barrel. Like he was famous right. for just be wearing a barrel. Didn't matter guy. what kind of weather, he was just wearing a barrel. <laughs> I know. I mean, if you see any of like, if you follow like Deion Sanders and you have like the Coach Prime stuff, you're constantly seeing, I think her name is Betty. You're constantly seeing her in his content because she is like the VIP. Does of, she wear a hat? You No, she's like a hundred. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm like, so I've had like some, but didn't they like, I think I saw her on the news recently where they went to her oh, house yeah, and sure. like sang oh, carols. Yeah. yeah she's yeah. so cute. So cute. Like she was there when like, you know, they are doing all this like recruiting. Like they really turned her into a character in the whole sitcom. Of course. Yeah. There's something sports. just really special about like that type of personality that you are just. I know. I think it's cute. I love it. Like I love it for college. I feel like, you know, if, you, if you're going to have a thing, it's a real harmless thing to have. You know what? Like. Just come out and support just, the, the, just, the team. It is, and it's wonderful. Like there was a guy, Scott said this guy's at every single game. He's dressed up like the Joker because one of our play, the MVP Jokic is like, right. they call him the Joker. He dressed up as a Santa Joker. Scott's like, yeah, he like roams around every single game. I just find that so interesting. There's like a certain, you know, they need to do a documentary about around people like that. They need to do a doc. I guess I like, again, my palace intrigue. I just want to know more about those people. I also want to see a documentary done about the referees. I want to see, I, we don't know anything about refs. They are just like, but how do you get to be a ref? And like, I need to know more about refs. I don't care if it's NBA, NFL. Right. How do you get to that point? How do just you like, get to that What's point? going on there? I need to know. Because every once in a while, there will be a story where it's like, oh, it's the first woman to officiate at this type yes. of game or it's the first whatever. And you're like, okay, but how do they, what, yeah, what is the career track of a professional ref? I am so, because that is that is a type of job that very few people have. So I need to know from A to Z, like, how did you get there? Not, not, not only that, I, (laughs) the psychology behind it, I'm like, I need to know more about your personality because you were just there and you hold all this power for very, people are betting millions of dollars on some of these games. Like, let's talk about the Super Bowl, the refs for the Super Bowl. What? Like, your calls are determining millions of dollars. Oh my gosh, I bet you get like death threats and stuff. I bet you do. And not only that, sometimes I have a conspiracy theory that games are extended for more money, like overtime, which Scott likes to call free basketball. I did not, Brandon's not here, so I didn't get a coffee delivery, but Evie just brought me some ice water in my Christmas penguin mug. I love that. Thank you, Evie. That's okay. In her little leotard. Um, Susie says, this reminds me of Disney grownups when people make something their whole identity. Not referees, but like people who like right. get so into sports teams. I or agree. Like, it's like a similar type of personality where you just yeah. pick one thing and it's just right. like your entire Or life. like they did a documentary about mer people, like people who made it their whole like mission or, or not mission, but just like made it their whole life to be like a mermaid person. Yes, I was worried that I was taking a drink when you said mer people, and I was like, "She, that's not what she said." Let's yeah. wait until what? Yeah, no yeah, mer yeah, people. Yeah, yeah it's a documentary. <laughs> documentary yeah, yeah. on Netflix, and I never watched it because I couldn't. I was like, I don't know if I'm ready to go into that world right now, but I do really want to know about referees. 
I really do. All right. I if you know, know, let us know. Come on the podcast, please. Or you we know what? Talk to you. If you want to steal this idea, but give me some credit and go make a documentary, please involve me. But like that is. Let's talk to Doug. He. I, we, Doug. We know so many. Doug. Oh my gosh. We do. So no, Doug don't steal know. our idea. That's my idea. We're sticking with it. <laughs> We're going to go talk to Doug. That is we like... Un, we un-grant oh my gosh, you permission we're to so, steal this idea. Yeah, Doug. I just want to know about that. Because like totally. I, like I said, I, I, like, they probably would never be able to admit this, but there's so much money that is made in these games. The calls that they make could extend the game, and then you get more money from advertising. Anyway. Well, this is our last episode of 2023. Uh, we have do now we- been doing Joy and Claire for four years. If you can believe it. No, We have earned our bachelor's degree in Joy and Claire. Yeah, we really have. Or a high school diploma, depending on how you want to look at it. I am shocked that we've been doing this for four years. We we had our first episodes of Joy and Claire come out at, at New Year's of 2020. Yep. yep. Little did we know. Here we are. It's almost 2024. Crazy to think. When you hear this on Thursday, I'll be a couple days away from going to Costa Rica. And we've already pre-recorded next week's episode, which is like just a fun Q&A. Yeah. And then when we get back, we'll talk... Maybe a little bit more about resolutions, kind of kick off the year. And Give us some time to kind of establish yeah. some ideas or maybe more, I don't know. We actually, when we were driving to skiing yesterday, we were talking about, I was telling Brandon about my like 24 and 24 list and we decided we were going to do one with the family too. So we're making 24 goals like for our family, which I think is going to be fun. So it's like one of them is we want to go camping or, um, and then everyone has like a couple of their individuals, like Miles wants to ski five blue runs, like that type of thing. So um, that'll be fun too. I'll let you guys know what we come oh, up with. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Any reflections on 2023? Not to put you on the spot, but it doesn't have to be grand. Just like anything around. Put me on the spot in six Wow, minutes. this past year was blah. Yeah, I mean, I, I've talked about this quite a lot, but I've tried so many new things this year. And I really broke through the barrier of like the very self-imposed barrier of like, oh, I don't want to try that or I'm not going to be any good or I'm too old to start something new or that's too dangerous or that's not going to, that's going to be too hard. I just like really went for it this year and tried so much random stuff. And I, there was some stuff that didn't work out and some stuff that I really loved, but I have really, really, really gotten over the fear of not being good at something or of like being seen as like, oh, you're, you're not good enough to take that so seriously. And I would really recommend people also get to that point because it's so much more fun to just be like, yeah, I'm going to try that. Why not? And if, and I'm going to like go full steam. And if people look at me and are like, you're not good enough at that to be going full steam, it sucks to be them. I would be like, sucks to be you. And you just think things aren't fun. Yeah. And I'm just gonna go like, have fun. who cares? Like that's just none of their beeswax. Exactly. So this year was really fun in that sense. And I didn't really like set out to make it that way. I just sort of like slowly throughout the year. Totally. Yeah, just being like, yeah, there sure, was let's just try like it. there was opportunities in your path, and you were like, hey, you know what? Why not? This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. This past year, I think about settling. Still, I know it sounds a little weird, but I feel like my soul was completely rocked in 2021. It truly took me a couple of years to kind of recover from what happened with that job. I was talking to a friend the other day, and I was like, I still have dreams of like retaliation, <laughs> which is just tells me about how emotional that was for me. So I think it was a lot of like settling, establishing myself in this new job, which I really love and just kind of like getting to a more comfortable place. And I feel feel like that settling in 2023 
And, you know, I started that new job the end of 2021. So it has been two years, but I feel like 2022 was kind of like, I don't know, a little bit jolty. And then 2023 was a settle, settling with puppy raising. This was our second dog that we raised. We turned Joe in. So I feel like there are things that kind of we were unsteady in 2021, 2022, especially with like raising cadet and then getting a new puppy. And then 2023, I feel like it was just like, okay, I feel like I'm finally like riding a wave. And now 2024 feels like uh, I'll, I said it, I said it in the, in next week's episode, but I'll say it here too, is like, I feel like a little bit of 2024 is more about growth of like, okay, now I feel like I have footing and more confidence and clarity of like where I want to go next. And that's what I want to put my energy towards. So I'll give more thought to that too. But I don't want to, I think for a while I was worried like 2023 was just like stagnation. And it it wasn't that. I feel like it was just really needed from what happened with all that job stuff. Like reestablishing a baseline. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for being here for all of 2023 and beyond. We say it all the time, but we would not do this without you, could not do this without you. We're so grateful every week that you listen. We're so grateful to for the people who join in the chat. We have just, I mean, I don't know, our lives would look so different without all of you. So thank you for being here. Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for spending time and energy. Yeah. Wherever you are when you listen to this, we'd still love for you to join us in our Ireland trip. There's still spots available. Maybe that's your 2024 new thing that you can try. Just come meet us in Ireland. Yes. (laughs) And don't forget to check out our sponsor, Ned, helloned.com forward slash joy, or use discount code joy for 15% off your first order. You can find us on Instagram at joyandclaire underscore. You can go to our website, joyandclaire.com. You can email us. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Woohoo.